know, you know, Wendy, I, I mean, I got to get on you. I mean, you look dapper. Don't get me wrong. The blazer's nice and, and the shirt. But I've noticed something about you. You're one of the rare individuals that has shown up on first take, and you're never, ever wearing a tie. Now, you do understand that there is a standard on first take. We don't play that, Wendy. So, I mean, it's a beautiful mall out here in, in the Twin City. Do, do I need to go and get you some ties? I'm happy this to do This is your uh -huh. show, Mr. Smith. If you wanted to, I, I usually save the tie for Countdown. But no, if, you, uh, if that's what you prefer, you will not see me on the show without I, a tie I, again, just, I promise. I, I just want you, I just, I don't mind it from time to time. I just want you re reminding the audience how dapper you can be. Oh my goodness! I'm like Taylor Swift. Mid mid show, a change, mid show oh costume change. You know what, Wendy? If it was anybody else that had asked you to do it, I'd be for it. And I like that you switched it up. You look dapper and handsome. <laughs> but yesterday, Stephen A. was off, and you said Stephen A.'s voice changed odds makers for Jason Tatum having better odds to win the MVP. And now you yeah. followed Sue. Wendy, he's not in control. I'm in control he, here. I am. You. Thank you. You're right, Molly. Tell him. Perk, You're tell right. who's uh, the real boss. Uh, we, who runs the world? Girls. Who runs the world? Who runs the world? You know we do, whether it's behind the scenes or not. Um, I, I'm what, no fool. I mean, listen, listen, listen. Wendy, it makes me it. laugh. Molly tried to act like I don't know. I was raised by five women. <laughs> <laughs> Women have been running my life my whole life. I go home in Hollis or to Long Island. I still got to take out the damn garbage. They don't give a damn about Stephen A. I'm snot-nosed peanut head Steve. Take out the damn garbage. Oh, by the way, pay for dinner. Oh, by the way, do this. Do hey, Women have been running my life all my life. It's nothing different now. Molly is just an extension of the yeah. same old trend. But that tie, Wendy, that is very, very, very... Very nice. You that look like a, nice a politician guy. there, I got to tell you. That now, Perk, nice you know guy. what that means. You're next. You're next. Oh, my You're goodness. next. Your tie game. Your tie game. Yo, Perk, Perk, don't frown at me. You look very nice in the tie. I'm trying to tell you right now. Let me help you out, brother. You, you put on a tie right oh I'm trying to tell God. you, Perk. I'm trying to tell you, Perk. Perk, there, there's levels. If you, you can get there, Perk. You can get didn't there. You were, didn't I see you on TV yesterday with two chains on? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I look quite smooth the with that. I might like add. I mean, I did. You know, but but yeah. I got to tell you, Molly, you're going to see my wardrobe tight. at the club. Like he just Before we move on, Molly, there's a there's a slight there's a slight twist that's taking place with first take. You see, What's the twist? on one hand, Ryan Clark is 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 you know he's he's gonna make me upgrade. I got to take my wardrobe to another level because he's chirping a little bit too much. I'm gonna have to check him. Okay, that's number one. But number two, I have to tell you, I'm not lying here. Uh, there are people in the political uh, stratosphere that have been clamoring for Stephen A to to get more involved. So you're going to see me at times right getting now? a bit more polished Please politically. Don't. And you're going to see me. And you know what you're going to see me saying, Molly? My name is Stephen A. Smith.
and I approve this message. Please don't get into politics. Please, please, please save us all, and please don't. Do, I just have to say one thing, and I want to talk about Steph Curry I'm just, I'm just really quick. I'm just full, bracing y'all. Full, full I'm just disclosure: y'all. I thought there was this thing called Casual Friday, so like I have on cargo pants right now. I mean, I didn't know like <laughs> yeah, we don't be like suited and booted. Actually, you had them on Monday as well. Stop lying I and act like it was Friday. You, you had don't them on even Monday know too. what pants I have <laughs> on right now because you can't you're even saying, see me. I'm waist up. Good try though. Come on, all right, let's go. I'm surprised it ain't a sweatsuit. That's what you're usually wearing. I love a good sweatsuit. Let's move on. And I can pull it off. Steph Curry goes off against the LeBronless Lakers Beautiful last night. Up. 32 points, eight assists in the win. Curry showing why at age 35 he still has that championship killer instinct. Take a listen to what former Celtics player Dewan Morgan had to say on the Run Your Race podcast about interaction he had with Curry during the 2022 finals. So we sitting there, and he looked. He just like, enjoy y'all last win. Drop the mic. That was game three. And I was just like, so you <laughs> like us? Like, like it's 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 two one. Like, what you mean? Like, we I'm sitting here like this. I'm like, man, what, what size am I? Like, yeah. look, I need my rig size. Yeah, nah. Mo quiet. It was bro, quiet he couldn't lose, bro. He couldn't lose that series. It was, he said that and I was just like, and like in my head, I'm thinking, like, I'm this kept me up at night. I'm like, did he I'm like, nah, he ain't say that. <laughs> Love that. So Curry says that, then goes on to win his fourth ring in first finals MVP. Talking that talk, but backing it up more importantly. Stephen A., do you feel like Steph's currently the most feared star in the NBA on the court? I believe he is. Over the last six games, what is he doing? He's averaging 31 <clears throat> points, 33 minutes, shooting 50% from three-point range, 44 of 88. He's a guy that you have to guard the second he steps past half court. There is no spot, there is no range that he can't destroy you from. Um, He can create his own shot, he can spot up, he can catch and shoot. He's unbelievable. He's the greatest shooter God has ever created. And I've said that on many, many occasions. And I mean it with every fiber of my being. He is something special. And he's box office to the extreme. I just look at him and then I take into account, fellas, his experience. He's a four-time champion. He's been to six NBA finals. He knows what it takes, and he knows what he's what's required. And it's a, one thing for him to be battling to get into the mix, get into the postseason. But once he's there, considering how the game is called, considering favorable calls that will come in your direction courtesy of referees, the marksmanship, the free throw shooting as well, the shot creativity, et cetera, et cetera, and the way it forces opposing defenses to have their heads on a swivel. And we see most teams in the league struggling to defend. We see more points than ever being scored and what have you. I just look at it from that perspective and not taken away from the greatness of anybody else, anybody else. But when I say fear, guys, what I'm saying is imagine him at his best. I'm talking about when everything is just clicking, which is obviously plausible because we've seen him do it before. And I don't know anybody who should be feared more, to be quite honest with you. Well, I do. I do. And look, I'm not taking anything away from Steph, generational talent, all-time great. But they got a guy that's down there in Dallas, Texas, that's been making love to the entire NBA this season. And his his name is Luka Doncic. okay? When it comes down to 
being able to do it at all phases, not just scoring, because he's giving people that work at 34 points per game right now. He's dropping nine-plus assists, averaging eight over eight rebounds a game. Luka Doncic, in my opinion, is LeBron James minus the athleticism. When you talk about being able to take control of the game, being feared by the opponents, it's nothing that you could do to stop this man. The only person that is stopping Luka is Luka when he's off, and that is an off-shooting night. Because he affects the game in so many areas, he puts the pressure on the defense. He puts the pressure on the, offic on the officials. He gets to the free throw line at a high rate. He's 6'7", 255 or 260 pounds. And what he does on a night-to-night -night basis, I don't think the world notice enough, but the league does. When they do a scout report on him, I don't know how you stop him. And I know the West is loaded. Do I have the Dallas Mavericks pick to win it all? Absolutely not. But I know a lot of teams are scared to play against the Dallas Mavericks because of Luka Doncic. And we heard what Jason Kidd said about a month ago. Think about this. He compared him with LeBron James, Magic Johnson, and, some, and one other guy I'm missing right now. But I know those two names popped out. Michael Jordan. Oscar? He said... No, it was right. Jordan. He threw out those three names, and he was and Jason Kidd was called everything under the sun. But at the end of the day, those comments were fair at this point of Lucas' career. You guys make compelling cases. I'm not really pushing back, but I'm telling you, the guy that is strikes fear in the heart of everybody from the executives to the coaches to the ball boys is Nikola Jokic. This is a guy who is impenetrable. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get in foul trouble. He doesn't have bad games. He dominates the game without jumping. You can't get to him. He doesn't let the officials get to him. There's not a defense that you can play on him that he can't figure out. He's smarter than your coach. He knows where everybody is on the floor before they even move. There's no single player that you can put against him. When he is on, he's unstoppable. When he is off, he's almost impossible to beat. I'll just give you last night. Do you guys know what he did last night? And Luca had a great game last night, and Steph had a great game last night, and Shea Gildas-Alexander had a great game last night. Jokic had one of the most impressive performances in the history of the league. 15, 15, and 15 on 10 of 10 shooting on a Thursday in February. And my God, what he does on Thursdays and Sundays and Mondays in May and June, there's just no way to stop him. There's no defense that you have that can deal with the way he can take you apart by the shot or the pass. He's a he's killer when it comes to efficiency, and he has no remorse. He does it without emotion, without change of look on his face. That is scary. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine, and that's a very compelling argument. And I guess one could argue that all three of us are not wrong, but let me say this to you. Your guy, Wendy, has a title. Your guy, Perk, is looking for one. The guy I picked's got four and two league MVPs. And oh, by the way, he's 35 Wait years of it. age, and he knows, and he knows that the years are going by. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Luka's got a long road ahead of him. Uh, Jokic's got a long road ahead of him. 
the end is drawing near in a lot of people's eyes when we talk about the Golden State Warriors. You yourself, Perk, said the dynasty is over. You already declared that it was over already. Steph Curry is yeah. saying, hold on for a second here. Hold on for a second here. And at 35 years of age, I will, ask, I, will, I, I will ask rhetorically, do you see somebody in better shape? Do you see somebody that moves more without the basketball, that runs around more, that runs up and down the court more than he does and looks as fresh as he does in, in taking people apart? I would take that into consideration consideration as well. And I'm telling you right now, Jokic is something special, but so much is contingent on Jamal Murray. When he and Jamal Murray are in the lineup together, they're like 28 and 14. When one of them is missing, they're a 500 team. Luka Doncic, I would say to you, Perk, pace of play. He plays at one pace. He has the power to dictate pace against most opponents, which makes him every bit as phenomenal as you proclaimed. But that's his pace. With Steph Curry, what pace you want? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because what that's what he brings to the table. That's my argument, and that's why I would go with Steph Curry as being the most feared. Stephen A. With the experience. When, <clears throat> I mean, listen, we, we all could sit down and debate these three guys all day long, and I'm not taking anything away from Jokic or Steph Curry. But what I saw, particularly last night, of what he did, what he did against the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker. And when we talk about individual rivalries, it's not one better in the NBA when it comes down to players that really don't like each other and Luka and Devin Booker. And what I saw Luka do last night was take that personal. And Stephen A., I always go back into the Jordan days and the Ewan days and the Barkley days because you would have a you and you you're gonna appreciate this because of the the level of competitiveness that Luca plays with. That that dog, that killer mentality, wanting to go in night in and night out. Do y'all remember what Luca was doing to the Los Angeles Clippers as a pup? When he was making, when I mean seriously, he put the world on notice as a puppy. Like you say, Stephen A., wet behind the ears, breath smelling breath like Similac. And, and now, right. right now, this man is about to win yeah. his first scoring title. He's going to win it this year. He's dominating. He's the LeBron James minus the athleticism. Just a little pup like Jay-Z. You're probably going to take him for a walk. People don't know. That's Perk's dog. Perk, what are your other dog's names? You got the I, little I got, ones too. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few. I got Piper. You, you know what I mean? I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of dogs. Say the other ones. Give me the other ones. Yeah. Piper. Yeah. What else? Yeah, I got, I got Piper. I got yeah. Chase Fargo. I mean, you want me to keep going? Yeah, I keep got, going. Uh, keep I, going. Yeah, I got high haters. I got a lot of dogs going on. Yeah. You have high haters? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A lot of dogs. Ain't nobody robbing your house. My goodness. Hi, <laughs> haters. Perk, my grandmother's dog's name was Hey You. I don't, don't even ask why. <laughs> it's like in Waterbury, Connecticut, the dirty water. Yeah. Hey You. I don't know how that became its name, but that's Hi, haters. I mean, I never heard anything more wild than Hey You, and now I just got it. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. 
And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Quick take on first take. No Freddie Freeman, no Shohei Otani, but still lots of scoring for the Dodgers in their spring training opening 14-1 to win. SA, should we expect historic things from L.A. this season? They spent $1.18 billion in the offseason. You, you, you sign Shohei Otani to $700 million over the next 10 years, even though most of, most of that money is, is was deferred. And this cat, Yamamoto, the pitcher out of Japan, had had a 1.72 ERA in his seven years in Japan before they signed him here. They just signed him over $350 million. So I look at it for $325 million to be exact. So I see it that, and I'm looking at a Dodgers organization. Do you know, Molly, that they've won, they've gotten to the postseason 11 straight? years. They've won the division. They've won the division 10 times. They've won 100 regular season games five times, and they only have one World Series title to show for it, which was during during the truncated 2020 uh, COVID season. And so to me, they've got a lot to prove. They've got a lot to overcome. Let's see what they do. They certainly have the personnel to do it. They've paid the dollars to do it. Let's see what happens, because as far as I'm concerned, they're the modern day version of the Atlanta Braves back in the day when Bobby Cox was the manager and they went to the postseason like 14 times and still only had one World Series title to show for it. That's not a good percentage. They need to win a little bit more in the postseason, a lot yeah. more. Accurate. Since you love L.A. so much, maybe when you redeem yourself with that first pitch, maybe you should do it there. And I'm going to have my pom-poms, so don't worry. This time I'm going to be there. And I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do, I don't need your pom-poms, but I'm going to oh, do it at oh, Yankee oh, Stadium first. Oh, but then I'll, I'll go to Chavez Ravine please, and throw out the first pitch. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Stephen A. But I don't need your pom-poms. Oh, I don't, don't need your pom pom. Stephen A. You'll bring me worse luck. Don't you worry. I'm just going to rent out a whole section. We're all going to be there ready for you. Oh, please. Now I'm going to have shoes for you. You won't do it. You won't do it. I am not cheap. I'm not cheap. Our spring training schedule rule. You just make so much more money than me. It's all relative. No, I don't. All right. Not after yeah. taxes. Not after Stephen A. Don't lie. Our spring training schedule rolls on this afternoon. You're lying. The Dodgers and Padres square off again. Uh, same time as today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the app. There he is. Oh, you look so handsome, Joe Fortenbaugh. Look at the haircut and the three-piece suit. Wait Where's the music? Where's the music? Are we looking That's to dance today? Saying. Where's my music? Where's our music? But I do love that one. We I don't, don't hear I, it. The they're saying the music slipped. is on and that people No, they're saying <laughs> people at no, home. We can don't hear it. They don't hear it. That's okay. I love my music, but it's all right. It's all right. No. We can dance to it anyway. It. Oh, there we go. Joe. You look like big money today. You're looking like a high roller. You're looking like you're ready to get folks paid. Molly, According Molly, Molly. Just what? because he's not, if he's not giving you any money, don't try to butter me up. If he's not giving you any money, don't try to butter me up. Those state okay. taxes hit me too. Listen, they, they, yeah. Since when? Since when? Since Connecticut. Since Connecticut. the bottom all this time. <laughs>
Okay, guys, enough about us. Let's help other people. Joe, we hear the term value a lot when it comes to sports betting. If we look at the current NBA title odds, where do you see value? Excellent question, Molly. Stephen A., I hope you're paying attention because there is going to be a quiz at the end. Let's Ooh. play a little game Go. called Blind Resume. Here are two teams I right. want you to take a look at. You don't know who the teams are, but we'll start with their title odds. Team A, 25 to 1. Team B is 30 to 1. So they're close. But when you look at everything else, Team A, top five in offensive and defensive efficiency. They're better on the road. They have a better winning percentage. Which of these teams would you rather bet, Stephen A.? Mm. I'm gonna go with team. I'm gonna go with team A. I'm gonna team go. With you got a better road record. You got a better road record. You got a better winning percentage. Why wouldn't I go with you? Because you winning on the road and at home. Why wouldn't hey, I go with you? Your boy LeBron James is not going to be very happy because Team B would be the Los Angeles Lakers. Team A, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Look at those prices. The Lakers might not even make the playoffs. The Thunder are priced similarly, and they're the number two team in the Western Conference. They just smoked the Clippers last night. This speaks to the cognitive bias of the fans, all right? Oklahoma City hasn't won before, so people think they won't win this year. That's a good price, Molly. That demonstrates value. I would play Oklahoma City right now. Mm, I, I like can't that. blame you for that, it's, it's, especially when you got a, uh, a superstar in the making, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander, because that's what shows up in the playoffs. In the playoffs, Molly, Joe knows this, it really, really comes down to moments. I know what you're going to do. There are no secrets. That yeah. Everybody doesn't have an Eric Spolstra or a Ty Lue, okay? I know what you're going to do. It comes down to having the basketball and saying, here, take me there. Take me to do the you have the personnel land. that could do that? And they have it in Shea Gilgis Alexander. Stephen A., as, e as EP of the show, I just would like you to take note of how Joe set that up. He had the blind resume, the question marks. It was very creative. You might want to work on your creative juices. <laughs> some, some of the questions have been a little stale lately. Okay, so the know, team well, OKC. Pick personnel. They'll do it. Uh, the teasing. The team OKC is chasing the Timberwolves is in action tonight up against Milwaukee. Obviously, ESPN's there. Stephen A's there um, for Timberwolves All Access. That game 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. What's your best bet in that one, Joe? I would bet Minnesota. I like Minnesota here. I am not betting on Milwaukee. Milwaukee is overvalued. I will be betting against them or I will be passing on them until further notice. Look at this Milwaukee team on the road this year. They've been terrible. 12 and 14 straight up, 9 and 17 against the spread, negative point differential, 20th in defensive efficiency. What's to like about this? If we were doing a blind resume here, you wouldn't bet this team plus four and a half. They're three and seven against the spread under Doc Rivers. And meanwhile, this Minnesota team is legit. Number one in defensive efficiency. You guys have been talking about it all morning long. They're smoking people when playing at home, winning by 10 points per game. We'll lay the four and a half. We're going with Minnesota. I agree with you there. I'm certainly not going to go against you on that one because I got to see Milwaukee play better offensively. They've improved defensively in terms of efficiency from like 19th to 10th, but offensively they've plummeted from 2nd to 24th. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. I can't imagine that that's going to be fixed immediately following All-Star Weekend in a road game in Minnesota. I find that very difficult to believe. I'll roll with you on that one. Yeah, all right, last one here. By the way, Stephen A., your suit is also very nice today, too. So clearly, yeah. Thank you so much. You, I appreciate you it. You by, by no, the way, Molly. And all, being by, genuine, by, by, you both really more, look great. Yeah. 
Minnesota, Minnesota's not going to lose. They know Stephen A's in attendance. Uh, they're not going to lose this game while I'm here. I mean, saying, I mean, they, 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 uh, home, like home just, turf, nationally televised, like right. with me right. in attendance. Stephen how did me the in Nick, attendance? Then how, like, how did the Knicks do when you were in attendance against the oh, Lakers yeah. a few weeks yeah. ago? Yep. Well, actually, actually, I wasn't in attendance for the Lakers game. I was in attendance for the Miami game, which they came back and won, even yeah. though they won after you I went left. You went to the Knicks when game there, and they, they lost. Yeah. After you left. <laughs> yeah, after you left. Exactly. All right, all right, last one here. We love a good underdog story on the show. We also love a good love story as well, but that's for another day. Which underdog do you give the best chance of covering the spread, Joe? Well, based on everything Windhorse just said on the show about Nikola Jokic, I'd hold your nose a bit because this one stinks, but I'd play Portland tonight plus nine and a half over the Nuggets. The Nuggets just played last night at home. They looked very good. Portland was off, so there's a rest advantage. But keep in mind, Denver at home versus Denver on the road, a very different story. At home, a juggernaut smoking people. On the road, they're actually getting outscored. They're a 500 team. You're laying nine and a half. After playing last night in Denver, you got to travel to Portland. Blazers arrested. Like I said, hold your nose. It stinks, but I'd play the Blazers tonight. I can't play the Blazers. I mean, I know it's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. But I'll be damned if I can play, you know, I can play the Blazers. I mean, they're just not very good. It's just that simple. And you yep. talk about the reigning defending NBA champions that had time off, even though they played last night. The bottom line is, why would I believe, as far as I'm concerned, that's reps. That's reps that they got in to warm up for, before beating up on the Portland Trailblazers. Why should I believe otherwise? I mean, if they do it, yep. they do it. Props to them. But I'll be damned if I'm going to bet on them doing it. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. All right. right. America, you want more Joe? Follow him on all his social media. Listen to his radio show. The man. Listen to his television show. Joe, after you win all this money this weekend, go to Goodfellas in New Haven. Take your wife there. You're going to have a fantastic meal. Every week, I'm going to give you a good restaurant in Connecticut. Okay? Thank you, Molly. But but not Stephen A. Goodfellas is phenomenal. It is I will say this, y'all, to America. You don't have to do this with everything. But when Molly gives you a recommendation about food, listen. Absolutely. Because she knows about food. Absolutely. Slim Shady, I sure do. One of us skips meals, one of us loses pounds, the other one finds them. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Stephen A., take a look at this. Kevin Durant ran on the court in Dallas yesterday when some fans screamed something demeaning to him. Katie had a conversation with the fans and later told security not to kick them out. Okay, Stephen, what do you think of how Durant handled that interaction? I can't say enough about what a classy move that was by Kevin Durant. You say something derogatory towards him. First of all, he's a black man. Two white individuals say something derogatory towards him, so you know what that's going to connotate in the eyes of most people who didn't hear specifically anything. He goes over to them, he approaches them, he doesn't yell, he doesn't scream, he doesn't confront them in a way that's volatile in any way, but he makes sure they understand that he's a man and there's a certain level, a certain way you will talk to him. And then after that, he has the right to have them removed from the game and doesn't do it and doesn't do it. Yeah. He recognized the fact that despite the insults that they threw in his direction, which was obviously wrong, he could have had them removed even though they were paying customers and did no such thing. He deserves to be applauded for that. We all know that Kevin Durant is a superstar player, a two-time champion, a two-time NBA Finals MVP, but this is the latest example of the kind of classy individual he truly, truly is. He might get a bit sensitive at times with him clapping back at somebody insulting him about basketball and stuff like that, but he's one of the best people you could ever meet. I know that from my years of covering him and talking to him, and this is an example of that. He did not have to do what he could have done. He could have had them removed the way that LeBron James once had folks removed, and they deserved it, by the way, the way that Russell Westbrook was looking to have people removed in Utah and other places, and they deserved it. Those folks probably deserved it last night, too, but Kevin Durant didn't do that. Major, major props to him, because they probably deserved to be removed. Yeah, this is classic uh, jackass behavior by fans because they say whatever they said, and then as soon as KD comes over there, the guy wants to give him a high five. I'm sure, Perk, you've seen that happen uh, a a thousand times to you and uh, to your teammates over the years. Uh, Of course, Kevin Durant is a classy guy. Uh, I wish he wouldn't listen to when people denigrate him because so much of what is said about him is patently unfair, but unfortunately he does sometimes listen, Um, but he's never let it get him down. He's still playing at an incredible level and still proving it every night. And uh, I would just say, don't look at your mentions, KD, and don't listen to the people who who yell at you in the stands because that's not the real situation. You You know the one thing about Kevin Durant that I'm glad the world got to see yesterday is that he approaches everyone like that. Like, if he have a problem with you, it's not just on social media. 
He's not going to come at you in an aggressive nature. He's going to come to you one-on-one as a man and say, hey, man, what's the problem? And I'm glad he did handle it like that. He stood on business because it's about the game of basketball. He got it off his chest, whatever he had to say to them. And I know with, I know Kevin Durant, he killed them with kindness. Like, for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can hear him saying, why? Like, why are you doing this? Like, just enjoy the game of basketball. I can hear him saying, you know I mean? It was a class, class yeah. act by Katie. Yep, utmost respect. Uh, we'll move on here, guys. Stephen A., check out what your guy had to say recently about scoring in today's game. Here's AI. You played in an era where we were allowed to touch people up, hand checking up the court. Somebody asked me this the other day, so I'm going to ask you, what would you average in the game today? I don't, if you went for it. That's, ain't that too my own? Of course, own. but you're, yours are horse. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, if, 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 I, if, if, if I averaged 30, I lost the scoring title to Kobe the year he averaged 35. I averaged 33. Man. And I'm just thinking, like, if, if I was to play in this area where it's wide open, if I can average 33 in a season, I'm going to just take it up to 43. All right. AI, a generational player, Hall of Famer, says he's averaged 43 points per game in today's low defense NBA while on Shaq's podcast earlier this week. Uh, you believe in Perk? Hell yeah, he didn't tell one lie. And that goes to show you also how the older generation looks at the NBA today. It is disgusting to watch when you watch the lack of effort defensively. And look, we're talking about Allen Iverson. I put him in the conversation with Isaiah Thomas, with Steph Curry, as far as little guys that played in the game that could dominate the game for us being little guards in the NBA. And hell yeah, he will bust everyone's behind in the league today. And I believe him. If he say he can average 40 plus, damn it, he could do it. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, Allen Iverson did not tell a lie. You are looking at and listening to somebody that has covered, that covered every single game he played for the first seven or eight years of his career. All of them in Philadelphia. Okay, this man, when I think about him, his 12 years in Philadelphia obviously were what they were. But let me tell you something right now. Allen Iverson, do you know he averaged over 40 minutes a game 11, 11 times? Seven times he led the league in minutes played. Do you know that the hand-checking rules in the National Basketball Association were not strictly enforced before the 2004-2005 season? So let's provide a level of basketball education, fellas, to the viewing public out there. When you're allowed to hand-check, okay, it's going to impede your accuracy as a field goal percentage shooter. It's certainly going to mess with your accuracy as a three-point shooter, not to mention it will probably impede the amount of shots that you are taking. And so you're talking about a guy in Allen Iverson that averaged over 40 minutes. You're talking about a guy that was shooting, you know, like 27 or 30 shots a game, was constantly in attack mode, and he was doing it as a miniature dynamo in a land of giants. Could you imagine with these open lanes to the basket? Could you imagine with these folks that don't want to play defense, that don't want to run up and down the court? And let me tell y'all a little quick story I had, because I'll never get this long as I live, and you know I know them. So, Allen Iverson is in a slump. Allen Iverson is struggling to shoot 
the basketball. He's missing shots over a 10-game stretch. And you know what happened, guys? You know why he was missing shots? Because Allen Iverson said, you know something? I'm partying a little bit too much. I'm enjoying myself a little bit too much. And what I want to do is I want to take my behind home at a decent hour and get myself some sleep and relax. That led to his slump. And he was in a slump so bad, he got pissed off. And he said, guess what? Guess what, Perk? Guess what, Wendy? I'm going to go hang out on Fridays on City Avenue like I normally do. I'm going to stay out till 2 or 3 in the morning. The next night, he came out and dropped 58 on Stevie Franchise and Coutinho Mobley and the crew. That's what he did. People that, no, that do normal things that lead to their elevation in play were not applicable. That didn't apply to Allen Iverson. What works against every other human being worked for him. And that was before these rules were enforced. Where, oh my, everything's wide open now. Oh, my Lord. He would have averaged 43 I ain't going to tell you his percentage would have been above 45%, but he'd average 43 because he would have been shooting all night long and, was, and he would have been in constant attack mode and there was nothing that anybody would have wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You thought Matthew Delvadova needed to go to the hospital chasing Steph, Steph Curry. Imagine what people would have needed to go to the hospital chasing around Allen Iverson. Lord have mercy. Yes, he would have averaged 43 Look, I'm not saying anything bad about a legend who helped carry the NBA when Michael Jordan retired. But if we're going to talk about how things are different today, we have to talk about both sides of it, which is why he wouldn't average 43. Because, number one, they wouldn't let him play over 40 minutes a game, Stephen A. You know that. They'd have him down 35, 36 minutes. Secondly, he wouldn't be allowed to take 27 shots if he was shooting 41, 42%. I know what you're saying about the hand-checking, but he was a volume scorer, and in today's day and age, volume scoring is out. Nobody wants a volume scorer. Yeah. If you're a volume scorer, yeah, but he would have had easy late And, and, and third... Uh, true, but he also got to the foul line a lot. I know they didn't call everything, but a big part of this game was getting to the foul line. He did benefit from that. The other thing I'll say is, at the other end of the court, they would target him like crazy in switches that he got away with back then when he had a defensive-based team and the game was played differently and they could protect him. They could protect him also because of the way they could play defense. He would be an absolute dead red target on defense, which would be hard to have him out there. His talent is unquestioned. <laughs> he could stand next to Steph Curry and all those guys. But oh. if, you, if you're going to play the game about today and talk about today's rules, you got to talk about both sides. Wendy. He would have averaged God. 43, Wendy. God bless him. And he would have played more minutes. He, I'm telling you, you wasn't going to be able to sit him down. Wendy. It would have been a problem. But he wouldn't average it. Wendy, he would average 43 in today's game. Okay, we're talking about a guy that led his team to the NBA Finals when it was boxes and elbows, when it was a level of physicality that was unmatched. Do you know what I know, he and he shot 31% on three. So what? That's, see, but that's the problem. That has not, We keep diving into these analytics. We keep diving into these field goal percentages. We keep diving into these cameras on the floor and what guys are saying. No, he could hoop. The eye test tell me that Allen Iverson would have gave people that work in today's game. That's what big perk eyes say, that the league does not play defense like they did back in the day. Forget the numbers. My eyes tell me differently. You're right. 
All right. I was just giving that a moment. That was good stuff. Uh, when we well, well, Perk, Perk, oh. Perk, I agree with Perk, but he didn't have to talk to Wendy like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're trying to scare him into agreeing with you. We no, scared no, you, big no, Perk. It's no, passionate. No, no, Wendy, 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 my God. You know what I'm saying? He's right about God. the defense, but don't. he's not right about when, AI averaging 43. Don't stir God. the pot. Don't yeah. stir the pot. All right, Stephen We already know. We already know. You haven't been on the soap opera in a while, and you want to drum up the drama. All right, I'm not going to allow that I was here. On, on, I, was on, I was on General on my, last week. On my show. What are you talking I'm about? not going to allow that on my show. <laughs> I know, you're a thespian. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Let's talk about the playoff hunt. The top of the East is headlined by the Celtics, who have a whopping seven-game lead for the one seed in the conference. However, the fight for home court in the early rounds of the playoffs are key, with just five and a half games separating the two-seed Cavs from the six-seed Pacers. Thick out there in those streets. Stephen A., who in the East do you think can be the most impactful star down the stretch? I think it's Jason Tatum. I think that he's the best player on the best team. One of only four players in the NBA averaging 27 points, eight rebounds right now. I'm looking at Jason Tatum, and I'm looking at him in position to capture league MVP honors. I think he's tasting it, and I think he's going to go for it. I disagree with you. I think the most impactful star in the East is going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo because the pressure is on. And the most important, the best win of the Bucks season was against the defending champs, the Denver Nuggets, where he went on to drop 38 and I believe 18 or 35 and 18 or something to that nature. Giannis is going to put the world on notice, show his dominant presence again, and he's going to get back to that number two seed for, with the Milwaukee Bucks so that they can have a run in the Eastern Conference so he could go ahead and try to chase this title. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. And Horace Grant and Luke Longley will be telling their side of the Chicago Bulls' last dance in what will be called the No Bull Tour. It's in Australia. Scotty famously not a fan of Jordan's retelling. S.A., break it down. Scotty Pippen's going to embarrass himself. Everybody knows he's not Michael Jordan. He never was. And the fact of the matter is, is that no matter what he uh, is offended by, 
the facts were the facts. You saw what he did. You saw what he did while not going in the game because Phil Jackson didn't call his number. You we know he's a six-time champion, and Michael Jordan calls him his greatest teammate ever. But he's doing this because he's given resistance to what was portrayed in the in the document in the okay, docu series. Let Perk get in here real quick. Well, well, you don't know. You don't know, and I don't know. It's three sides to every story. It's, yep. it's Jordan's side, it's Pippen and, and his teammate's side, and then it's the truth. They could tell their side of the story. The last dance was built to make Jordan look great. That's why all these situations that's been happening, like the boo the booing of uh, Jerry Cross's uh, wife, like that was unacceptable in United Center, that was because of the last dance documentary. Let them tell their side of the story. Because we don't know because we wasn't there. Okay. All right. You'll see. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Stephen A's in Minnesota see. for ESPN's All you Access. We got a face. big game tonight. <laughs> Bucks, T Wolves, looking forward to that. Sports <laughs> Center is right after us. We'll be back on Monday. Stephen A, do you know that I've been standing this whole time? I'm not even sitting in my chair and no one can tell. It's fantastic. I'm going to start you standing on business. <laughs> my guy. Never standing on business. My guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>